And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. What up, bitches? Happy 4th of July. I hope you guys didn't go and blow your fingers off or launch fireworks into a crowded village or any of that crazy shit. Happy 4th of July, uh, and welcome to the Two Drink Tim podcast. First-time listeners are probably like, what happened? My ears were just raped against my will. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can't hear out of the left one permanently. Thanks so much, Tim. My apologies. Welcome new listeners and old friends and family to the Two Drink Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim Castleman, filling in for Tim Castleman, who is right here talking to you right now. How was your week? How are you? How are things going? If you're like most of Americans, we pretended to be soccer fans this week for a whole, what, three matches? I'll admit, I'm not a soccer fan. I don't watch it. I caught my first full World Cup game. Uh, I only fell asleep seven times uh, during the U.S. game. But what I thought was hilarious, there's a couple things I thought that were hilarious uh, and I thought tied into the 4th of July. So I'm going to share them with you because it's my fucking podcast, right? So the first thing was how hilarious we were. We were like, oh, yeah, we're going to go in again. I don't even remember the team. That's how unimportant this shit is to me. We're going to go to this team and we're going to beat them and then we tie them and we advance. It's like, hey, you didn't lose, so therefore you get to go to the next round. Then we go and then we play I think we played Belgium right and here's what I think is hilarious like between that game and the the game where we tied in advance and the game where if we won we'd go into you know the final four or top six or you know the FIFA FIFA eight whatever the fuck they call them right like it was palpable what was so hilarious to me was that Americans had like talked themselves into the victory round they were like oh we're gonna beat this team and we're gonna go to championship we're gonna take it Right. Like, you know, like we're so powerful and so awesome of a country that we just guarantee that we're going to go in and kick the shit out of every team there. Right. Like we're going to go in. Right. We got Ralph who, you know, uh, two weeks ago was like stocking groceries at your local grocery store who plays some pickup ball on the side. That's hobbies includes like doing meth and drinking a 12 pack a night. We got that motherfucker up against Jesus, who was born literally with a soccer ball you know, in his hands, you know, this guy lived in like some remote village where they didn't even have fucking American Idol or America's Next Top Bitchy Housewife or anything like that. I mean, this kid's been kicking a rock and playing on a field of like dried lava his entire life. Okay. Like they go straight Saddam Hussein style, kidnap their entire family and are like, look, you win this game or we kill them. Uh, we kill them all. And we as Americans think, oh, you know what? Fuck it. We got this. Like, I played some pickup ball when I was in college. Like, I know what to do. I'm, gonna, I'm just, what I'll do is I'll stretch just a little deeper. I'll just, you know, I'll get them hammies loosened up a little bit. And then me and fucking Jesus are going to go head to head. And I'm going to smoke them. And surprise, surprise, that shit didn't happen. We got owned. Right? It was a great game. I did watch it. It was back and forth. We looked like we had a chance to win. We didn't. But but it's just hilarious because like everyone right now is like burning like the second the World Cup loss happened. Everyone's taking off their, you know, fucking USA soccer jerseys and all that, just burning them all, and then immediately putting on their Confederate flag or American flag t shirts, you know, putting old glory out there talking about we're the greatest country in the world. So it amazes me as Americans, like we can get so hyped up and so built up in our mind that we're gonna achieve something that is like impossible for us to do at the current time and then how soon we forget that loss and are like what world cup fuck that that's soccer soccer's for pussies 
That's what's amazing to me about this 4th of July. And speaking of 4th of July, I want to share with you my 4th of July freedom formula. Because the 4th of July holds a special place in my heart, not only because it's Independence Day, it's actually the day I declared my independence against working for other people. Oh, Jesus, Uncle Tim story time, right? So back when I was working for the man, sucking the corporate cock, making the nine to five, being a slave to my wage, right? I remember one time I was in a little town called Muleshoe, Texas. I was doing an inspection. It was approximately 935,000 degrees outside. It was ridiculously hot. And I was waiting for my boss to call me back to tell me that I could pay for this claim. And I waited and I waited and finally I got so frustrated I pulled out a tablet of legal paper and I just wrote, I will quit my job by July 4th of next year. And I wrote that. And that is when I declared my independence, right? And I set the plan in motion, which I'm going to share with you today, so that you can duplicate and replicate in your own life. Now, are there many ways to the promised land? Absolutely. Do I know people that have done none of what I'm about to teach you and have been successful? Totally. Here's the thing, though, right? Like people are like, well, most entrepreneurs go bankrupt. Well, I think that's kind of stupid. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be honest. If you've gone bankrupt... Nothing against you. I just don't like to do that. I'm risk adverse, okay? I got savings accounts for savings account. All right? As Biggie Smalls used to say, I got lawyers watching lawyers so I don't go broke. That is my deal, okay? In addition, my wife is not exactly a wild and carefree spirit, despite her two prison tattoos, okay? She's not. She, so she wants safety. She wants security. Now, we don't have any children. We have five dogs. Um, so, you know, I want to make sure they're in kibble bits for forever. So this is what worked for me as a guy who was single but wanted to start a family, wanted to do it responsibly, and wanted to ensure that every step along the way had the most safe and secure passage available. So here's what I did. I said, man, I want to, I want to get the fuck out. A year from today, I want to throw my hands up in the, in the air and be like, I'm out, bitches, right? And just like throw my shit uh, into a, a paper box, burn it out in the parking lot, you know, whatever, whatever your dream is, okay, That's as long as it's legal. So I said, well, all right, that's what I got to do. I want to quit my job, so let's talk about the things that are prohibiting me from doing that. Number one is, what the hell am I going to do, right? What am I going to do? I don't know. You know, I got some ideas. I got some thoughts. I don't want to do anything with my hands because I'm not what they call crafty, right? I'm pretty smart um, and pretty witty, but I don't want to do stand-up comedy because that puts me on the road for 100,000 year, you know, weekends making 75 bucks a pop. Like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, well, I've got this interest in hypnosis and I've got this stage hypnosis program. Why don't I try that? So I immediately became a serious student, okay? Now, here's the thing. When I say serious, people think it's hard. It's not hard. It's not difficult. Here's, here's the fucked up thing. Just like I did in, in the opening, right, where I was talking about America and how great we think we are with doing so little. That's what people feel like today. They're like, oh, you know what? I bought this program, so I'm a G. It's like, no, did you take the shrink wrap off the motherfucker? Did you read it? Did you implement it? Most people don't even take the shrink wrap off of it. Uh, most of them barely get through reading the products, right? And hell, maybe one out of 10 actually do them. And then one out of those 10 actually gets a result. So let me give you a real world example for me, because I don't want to preach from some ivory tower, like I'm some perfect guy that's never made a mistake in his life, even though I did meditate for five minutes today, which means I'm pretty sure I'm about to become a Buddha. 
Okay, just you heard it here first. All right, so recently uh, I, I joined a cigar lounge. Uh, beginning of the year, they start holding a weekly poker game, right? It's high stakes, $20, $40 maximum, okay? Well, I'm getting my ass handed to me in this game each and every week. I'm either breaking even, like making a dollar, which I don't mind, or um, losing completely. And it's pissing me off, like to the point when I come home, I'm like in a bad mood. And I'm like, no, 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 son, you can't do that. That's not right. That's not right. So I was like, well, what should I do about it? And here's what I discovered. For the past, let's just say six months, I've been playing this game, I'll say bi-weekly. We'll just say bi-weekly. And losing $40 a game continuously. But here's what I never did. I never consciously stopped and said, hey, let's get better. Let's improve. Let's do things, right? So what did I do? Well, I'll tell you the same thing I did with the hypnosis business, the same thing you can do with anything. This is a formula for you to learn, master, study, improve on anything, okay? I immediately went out and I spent, hope you're sitting down, $10 on books. Oh, shit, Tim, $10. Where am I going to get that $10 for? I mean, I guess I could just go, you know, give a couple handy J's to the guys around the neighborhood, make a few dollars, you know, maybe go back to webcamming, you know, for skinny chicks, black, you know, whatever. Hey, hey, you find the money somehow. I spent $10. I got three different books, okay? Now, let me stop there because here's what I should have done. I did this step two. I really should have done it step one. So here's what I recommend that you do step one. How's that for a twist? You're like, motherfucker, I got to start this notepad all over. Sorry, I've had a few drinks in me because it's the Two Drink Tim podcast. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so here's what I did step two, but you really should do step one. Take out the old yellow legal pad, blank piece of paper, whatever gets your boat floating, and write this. What are my challenges with X? So on the top of my little yellow legal pad that I hold right here in my right hand says, what are my challenges with poker? Now notice I didn't say problems. I said challenges, and there's a reason, right? My online friend, Rachel Rofe, was kind enough to point me out. She goes, oh, don't call your problems problems. Call them challenges so that you can overcome them. And for whatever reason, that fucking stuck with me. All right? So shout out to Rachel Rofe and that. Right? What are my challenges with poker? Right? So that's what I did. And I wrote down. I was like, well, I'm playing too many hands. I'm losing too much money. I have no info about my opponents. I have no idea how to do my bankroll. I don't know any odds, percentages. I play too conservative. I'm way too predictable. I don't know how to do positional play correctly. I don't know all the hand rankings. I get emotional after a loss. No records of performance of me or anyone else. I don't have any idea what I'm doing when it comes to bluffing. That is my list that I created in about 20 minutes. And by the way, for those of you guys who don't know anything about poker, pretty much what I could have just wrote and saved myself 20 minutes of time was everything. Because when I wrote this out, I was like, oh, shit, I suck. I suck terrible, right? But that's okay because you're going to have challenges. You got an online business. It's like, well, I got no list, right? So what is the problem? I got no list. I got no affiliates. I got no products. I got no affiliate um products I can recommend. I got no WordPress or whatever. List it all out, baby. Let it all flow. Concentrate. Meditate. Become one with the paper. Write all that shit down. Good, bad, or ugly. It's better to be out in front of your face. Okay? It's better to have all your cards on the table than not know what's behind door number two. So that's what you got to do. Step one, write down and say, all right, man, here's my challenges. So with challenges with poker, here's what I did. I said, okay, now I got my challenges. Let's go out and address that. So I went out and I bought four books. Okay? I kept three of them because one of them was really crappy. But the total cost of that was 10 
dollars. Ten bucks. That's what I spent. I spent ten dollars to get probably two hundred and fifty pages of information. Now these these books were for specific issues. One of them was teaching me betting percentages and pot odds. The other one was teaching me just kind of a basic general uh, version of of his poker and you know how to be a tight aggressive poker player. And then the third one was giving me the five P's of poker. And I'm not all the way through it, but so far it's like uh, patience, players position, and then there's two more, which I haven't even read through the whole book yet while recording this podcast, but already I've learned so freaking much, right? I've learned a ton. I'm like, well, this is where I'm messing up here. This is where I'm messing up here, and when I'm doing that, I'm crossing stuff off that list. I'm like, well, now I know how to calculate percentages. Great. Now I know um, that I'm playing too many hands and what to do about that. Now I know how to collect information on other players. Now I'm learning betting structure, so on, so forth, Okay. So I got some knowledge, I got some information to solve the challenges that I was having. Here's the other thing that I did. I went out and I found somebody better than me. Now I didn't ask anybody at my current table because I played with them so long, they know my tells, they know all that stuff, but I doubt they're really willing to help me. Okay, or they may be willing to help me on certain areas, but not all. Plus, I don't know, I don't want them to know what's hitting them when the changes occur. Okay, now most of the time they would probably help me out, and some of those guys have probably offered me help in the past, and I've just been too naive to take it. But what I did was actually went out and I found a guy who played poker professionally, and I've actually hired him for a 30 minute consultation. I will tell you this right now. Getting in front of the person that you want to be like, learn from, whatever, the easiest way you can do it, although it costs money, is to spend the money to get in front of them. Anyone that you want to talk to, email them. Say, what do you charge me for an hour or a half hour? Okay? And here's a little ninja trick, by the way. And don't use this shit on me because I'll just decline it because I know it. But I used this actually on Ryan Lee one time. I wanted I wanted to learn about uh, – I can't even remember what, what it was that I wanted to learn from Ryan Lee. And I, I emailed him. I said, hey, Ryan, I'd like to get an hour of consulting with you. Would you be willing to sell that to me and how much would it be? And he said, oh, yeah, Tim, I'm accepting consulting clients. It's 500 or or 1000 bucks." I was like, mm, you know what? I don't really want to know it that badly. So here's what I did. He had a product launch coming up, and I said, hey, Ryan, can I ask you a question? Would you be willing to be interviewed by me for your upcoming product launch, and then I'll make a mail out to my list? And if you don't have a list, just tell him you're going to put it on YouTube or make an affiliate offer or whatever. Okay, And he was like, hell yeah. So think about this. I took the same questions that I had. Man, I can't believe I'm telling you guys this. This is hilarious, right? I took the same questions I had for my consultation and just worked them into the interview. So at the end of the interview, I got my questions answered. The end user got some good free information. And I think I made at least 500 bucks on it when I mailed it out as an affiliate offer. Now, I'm not going to do that to the guy that I hired to coach because I just want his knowledge and information. And basically what I want him to do is sit down and confirm, hey, these are the things you need to work on. Go work on them. Which brings me to step number three, which is do the work. See, this is where everybody fucks up. They're like, well, I want to read one more book. I want to do one more thing, right? And even I struggle with this because I was like, oh, you know what's better than four books? Five books. You know what's better than five books is six books. You know what's better than six books? 600 books. No, no, no. Here's what I'm doing. I've read the books. I will read that final book. I will have it read by the end of this uh, before I play my next poker game for sure. Okay? Then I'm going to talk with my, my poker coach before I go to my next game. Get some tips. Get some advice. Get some ideas on what I need to do. And then, mofos, 
I'm going to do what 99% of the people don't do, and that is I'm going to go implement it. I'm actually going to put it into use. You see, because here's a mistake a lot of people make, including myself. Back in the day when I read the Gary Halbert letters, they inspired me so much. And every day I had a new idea. And I would go to my girlfriend. I'd say, baby, 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 I got the most idea, amazing idea ever. Right? And the next day I was like, honey, honey, fuck that last idea. This new idea is the shit. And I'm like, no. The day after that, I'm like, baby, 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 I got the goat, the greatest of all time ideas. And one day she lovingly looked into my eyes and she said, Tim, all these ideas are great. But when are you going to do any of them? And I was like, wow. First of all, I don't think you needed to tell me that in the middle of sex. Right? Especially with your mouth full. I'm just saying, manners. Come on. Thought you were raised a lady. Okay, just kidding. Right? But what it really did, it brought home to me, was like, hey, she's right. Like, I've got all these ideas, but how am I going to know how amazing or awesome or wonderful they are? if I don't actually do them. So, I've got the book. I'll have the, the in-person knowledge. Now, I'm going to adjust my style. I'm going to go put that stuff into action. Here's one other step you can add. One step I will be adding to this. So, while this is all going on, I'm actually going to practice. Okay? I just realized, by the way, one of my buddies listens to this podcast, so I'm basically revealing my whole game plan. I don't care, Chase. Bring it on. I'm coming for your big stack, yo. All right. So practice. So uh, we play every Thursday. So between now and Thursday, I'm going to go grab a deck of cards, and I'm just going to randomly deal them out. And on every hand, I'm going to try and do um, percentages, outs, pot odds, just so I can get proficient. I can get better. So I wrote out my challenges. I got some knowledge on it, whether it's through book, in-person study, whatever. Now, I'm, then I'm going to practice, okay? Practice, 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 and then I'm going to implement. And then guess what? Next, next Thursday night when I come home, the first thing I'm going to do is sit down, and I'm going to write what I learned about my opponents that night, if anything, right? What I did right, what I need to fix for next time. So I'm going to improve each and every time I'll get better and better and better. Nobody is perfect the first time. First time you had sex, you weren't like greatest. That's it. Put that shit in the history books and up on you porn. I'm the world's greatest. Of course not, you weren't. Of course not. You got better and better and better. And now you can go a whole 20 seconds. Way to go, big guy. Way to go. My first product I've got, I told you this, didn't have a buy button. I put the shit up on some black hat site to register. I mean, I was terrible, but now, now we're doing better. And I guarantee you five, ten years from now, when I look back at the stuff I'm doing today, I'm going to laugh and be like, oh, goodness. Why did not I do this? Why did not I do that? How come I did it this way? I'm such an idiot. Oh, look at all this money I have. Okay, I guess it was all worth it. Now, here's the really cool thing. You don't have to do huge things to sell huge numbers, okay? You don't have to do huge things that sell huge numbers. So here's the deal. After doing this for a while, I expect my play will improve, which will immediately put more money into my pocket, right? Immediately put some more money in my pocket. Here's the other thing. I could write a book about it. I could do an audio course. I doubt I'll do any of that, but the option is there. Let me give you a real-world example of my business that we just did last week, so it's pretty damn current. 60 days ago, I said, Tim, 
let's get into writing erotica books because I don't want to do romance books. Um, you know, you've spent your entire, you know, from age 13 on doing daily exhaustive research of the porn industry and their various sites and videos. So can we put that into use? So I go into it. I become a serious student. I join a few groups. I buy some books. I talk to some authors. I hire some people. And I work out a system to get some erotica books done. The books are done within 30 days, cost me about $150, maybe $200. Oh, no, Tim, you had to spend some money? Yes, it's called a business, not a hobby, okay? You got the money, by the way. If you don't have the money, go get a part-time job. And stop listening to this fucking podcast unless you're on your break, okay? Go get a, go get a part-time job, get some damn money come in. If you're like, I don't have any money, stop buying all the shit products you buy. Stop going out to eat. Stop drinking so mu- damn much. Uh, stop smoking cigarettes. I don't know. Give up crack for a month and sh- ta-da! You got just piles and piles of money. I, I don't know your individual situation, okay? But you can find the money. Damn it, now I'm all off course. Okay, so... I could do all this crazy stuff, right? So I got erotica. I've hired some people. I get the writers. It costs me 200 bucks to get all the books done, the covers, everything like that. I throw them up online. We do some free promotions. We knock it out of the park. We make $300 off these books. If my math is correct, and it may be wrong, we make about 300 bucks. So we profit $100. 100 bucks, we profit. I then go to my list and I say, hey guys, listen, I have figured out a way to do X, Y, and Z. Hire a writer for a penny a word uh, to show you a promotional strategy that we do that allows us to sell these books quickly, so on and so forth. So I do all that and I say, would you like to learn how I did it and what I did in a step-by-step format where I teach you live? If so, if so, give me $67. I don't know the exact number, because I haven't looked at my computer today, but I'm going to say we sold 125 copies of that. Now, here's what I want you to think about, okay? I didn't know anything about something. I took action on it, okay? I learned, and then I reported my results. I made $100 on the book themselves. Why I made thousands, and over the course of my life, will probably make tens of thousands from that information product about it. So it doesn't have to be huge. The books I bought on poker were not from like the well-known authors. They were from people that were just like me who were a few steps ahead. People that had, you know, had really good success in home games or cash games or whatever. Those are the people I want to learn from, not the guy on the hill, right? Evan Pagan, I'm not interested. He's got a big business and a conglomerate and all that. Brandon Bouchard, fuck that guy. That guy needs to get punched in the face and have a bad day. Like one day I just want to see him like do a video where he's like, hi, I'm Brendan Bouchard and I'm in a really bad mood because someone just like kicked the shit out of me last night. Like I got all peppy in his face and offered to hug it out and next thing I know, these three large gentlemen just beat the ever-loving shit out of me, right? Like Frank Kern, sure, you know, when he's not banging his supermodel wife and taking care of his four kids and surfing, sure, I guess that guy wouldn't be terrible to follow but i just don't resonate with those people what i resonate with is the guy who's just like me or even better just a little better than me he's not going hey look here's how i make a million dollars he's like hey here's how i made a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars i mean think about this and ask this question honestly okay if you're used to making 30 40 g's a year 
And then someone goes, listen, listen, man, I got the system for you. I got the system. Listen, we're going to take you from where you are now, $30,000, to a million a year. And we're going to do it easily and effortlessly. Think about that for a second. How many of you raise your virtual hands and how many of you believe that shit? How many are like, hell yeah, I believe this guy. That's great. If you do, I'm sorry. That's why you're so vulnerable to the marketing messages. Because most of the time, it's not true. I have not personally met anybody that's gone from zero to a million dollars in a year. Not personally. Are they out there? Absolutely. Are they inspirational stories? Fantastically so. But what else are they? They're the exception to the rule. Okay? Now, I'm not saying you need to be like the mediocre majority. But what I am saying is this. Right? You need to understand that it's at times it can be a stepping stone. And it's very difficult to go from nothing to six figures to seven figures. Just being honest, just giving you my real opinion. Feel free to disagree with it. Feel free to believe in Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and stuff like that. And if you prove me wrong, tell me you prove me wrong and I'll bow humbly to you. I, I hope you prove me wrong. So that's the other thing. It's like, it's hard for me to be like, you know, if I had bought a book that was like, uh, listen, Tim, I'm going to teach you how to, how to appear at the final table of the World Series of Poker next year. I'm like, no fucking way you are, because I don't even believe. I don't even believe in myself that I can do that. And ladies and gentlemen, by the way, that's the biggest problem facing all markets today. Nobody has any self-belief. Like when I talk to people and I tell them what they do, you know, or what I'm doing and stuff, people tell me this all the time. Like, oh, Tim, you're so ambitious. Man, I admire your ambitious. Dude, I admire your hustle. Let me tell you something, friends. If I'm actually considered ambitious, then the world is in fucking trouble because there are days where I rarely get out of bed before 10 o'clock. I maybe accomplish two or three things a day, right? I don't take care of my body the way I should, and I'm a failure in a lot of areas. But because the mere fact that I have, I guess you could call them, not even goals, just call them fucking plans. Like that's how easy it is to win. All you got, you don't have to make goals. Fuck making goals. Fuck making like a burning desire. It's like just make a plan. Just be like, ah, you know what? I don't have goals. Like, got this plan right like a plan like i'm gonna go eat i'm gonna go work out i'm gonna go have sex whatever make a plan a plan will win it that's how pathetic it is that's how pathetic things are but because you take that action you achieve that result you stand out from the crowd that's all i did i didn't have any special skills 60 days ago i didn't know anything about it now i know enough to where we're scaling up and making money in that market because i was a serious student all right, so I covered a ton in that section. Let's talk about thing number two that you got to do, okay? So start that business, whatever it is, learn it, then start it part-time. That way you've got time to build. It took me a year to get my business up and running to where I was making enough money to supplement my full-time income, okay? The next thing you got to do is, in addition to savings, and by savings I mean three to six months, would be great, phenomenal. I think I started with three months. I might even had a little bit more than three months. The other thing you got to do besides savings is you got to pay off your debt. The borrower is slave to the lender, okay? According to old Dave Ramsey, I'm sure, according to, to some uh, book, you know, or section of the Bible. The borrower is slave to the lender. When I decided that I wanted to quit my job, I had a $6,000 credit card bill, and I owed like $2,000 on a car that cost me $3,000, right? Yeah, because I was living a high life with a red Geo Metro, or as I like to call it, the grocery getter, right? But I had the $6,000 credit card bill that did nothing, right? I, mean, I had nothing to show for it. I had like a few props and uh, I think a PA system for my business and some advertising. It was just stupid. So I immediately started 
crumbling down on that debt. Now, that meant that I didn't go out and party with all my friends. That means I didn't upgrade my vehicle. I didn't go on vacations with them, right? I didn't go out a ton. I lived a very boring life. Oh, but Tim, that sounds like that's going to take some time and some sacrifice. Let me tell you something, okay? Back then, I sacrificed so that today, I get to decide if I want to sacrifice, now, I can't buy everything I want in life or every, go every toy and gadget, but I can tell you this. I can take an entire month off of work and not have to worry about it. I could probably take an entire year off of work and not worry about it. And if I tighten up my belt, I could take several years off. That's freedom. Or, oh, shit, my wife or spouse gets laid off tomorrow. Guess what? If my wife came home tomorrow and was like, hey, I got laid off from work, I'd be like, okay. You know why? Because we have a bankroll. We have a budget. We have a business that is consistently bringing money in, and we have a savings account that is there for the rainy days, the monsoon, and even if Noah wants to show up. Okay? So start paying off those debts. I will tell you the only debts I have in my life currently is my second home. Okay? And my truck. I own my first home. I paid for it at the age of 32, I think it was. 31, 32, and then we immediately started breaking ground on this new house because, as you know, when you pay off a house, it's no longer inhabitable, right? According to my wife, the second you pay off a house, you must leave it and go immediately back into debt. I'm saying that because I know she's going to come hit me when she hears this part and as a joke. I love this new house. It's a much better neighborhood. I mean, it's a, it's 100 times better. I do, I do it 100 out of 100 more times. So this is really cool. Okay, so you start paying off your debt, you start saving up that, and what happens is you build that confidence. More, more than the confidence is you lose the need to depend on somebody else. Okay, so I'm actually going to use a personal example of my business again. Okay, this is actually pretty extremely personal. Uh, my assistant is killing it in t-shirts. Okay, crushing it, making at some months more than me making so much money, okay, that the amount of money that I pay her is a pittance compared to what she makes on her own. Well, guess what that means for her and for me? One, she doesn't have the same fire, drive, and determination for my business that she once did. Not, and I'm not blaming her. Like, I, I understand because I'm the exact same way. Now, she still does a great job. She's still the best assistant I've ever have, right? I mean, she's just, she's amazing. I could not function without her. And if she ever decides to leave the business, it's going to be a huge blow to us. But she's already getting fed somewhere else. So that when she comes to my dinner table, she's like, no, I'm good. I'm full. I'm full. I don't need any more. I can't eat any more. I'm full. The cup runneth over. The same thing happens with your job. Well, Tim, you know, if you don't do this, I'm going to write you up. Write me the fuck up. Just let me know what I got to sign. I remember my boss called me in and was like, listen, Tim, we need to talk. You know, we, we got a raise for you. You know, you haven't been doing a great job the last year because I hadn't been. Uh, but we're still going to give you like a 1.4% raise, which I worked out the math right there. And it was $20 a month extra. 20 whole bucks. Can you believe that? Woohoo. And I even told my boss, I was like, hey, Laura, listen, uh, this is $20 a month. And she's like, well, that's all the money that we have for you. And I'm like, okay, all right, listen, um, this is what I get paid uh, uh, for a hypnosis deal. At that time, it was like 1250 bucks for an hour's worth of work. So basically, what I'm telling you is for one hour of work, I'm going to duplicate what you guys give me the entire year, if my math is correct. If it's not, blame it on the drinks and uh, public education. On the West Coast, no less. 
So they lost their power, right? They lost their power and control over me. Let me tell you something. There's nothing better than having FU money. Oh, really, Tim? You're not going to say it because you want to be a lady right here? There's nothing better than having fuck you money in the bank, okay? I get hit every single day. Tim, promote, 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 promote. And I get to lift a middle finger up to most of them and go, "Ah, I don't want to because of X, Y, or Z. Because I don't need their money. I don't need it. What I need to do is what I want to do because I built a business my way with my money. I have financial security so I don't have to jump on every product launch. I don't have to mail for every BS offer. I only get to mail the stuff that I truly like, that I think is beneficial, will help and support others. What a novel idea because the borrower is slave to the lender. So pay off your debts. Sell a car if you have to. My assistant, before she started doing the t-shirt thing, they sold a vehicle. They did a ton of stuff. A ton of stuff. To get going and start it. I'm so proud of her. She bought a home with this money, right? They're saving. They're able to get caught up on everything. They're able to go on vacation. How could I not be overjoyed with her happiness, right? And, her, and what she's accomplished, so start a business part-time, build it up, get some results, teach on those results. And then once you teach on those results, go out and get more results. I'm already working on my next project. I'm already working on it. Find a framework that works best for you, your personality, your style, and do it. For mine, it's like, hey, I'm going to go do this case study on this. Who wants to join me? Great. Let's go do it. Let's learn it together. Let's discover together. Then I teach a product on what I learned in that case study. That's another income opportunity. I also leverage it because it's something I typically provide in the front-end offer. So I get paid to build the product, I get paid to teach the product, and I get paid from the product itself. That, my friends, I believe is a win, 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 win opportunity. You can do it with anything. I just I told you earlier a poker example. I looked on Kindle. The books from the well-known guys and even the intermediate guys are going for 10, 15, 20 bucks. There's poker sites charging $20 a month for forums, for access, for teaching, for whatever. Now, maybe you can't go that big, but you know what? You could certainly find enough people to support you to give you maybe $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 a month because they believe in you. Why can't you start a membership where once a month you get on a call like this and you blab for 30 minutes about big lessons, big takeaways, charge 20 bucks, have people come, hang out, learn something from you, answer some questions at the end, take that money and burn it to stay warm. Sounds like a good rap video to me. All the while, you're reinvesting your money while you're working for someone else. You're putting it on your debt and your savings. When you get up to that savings amount, then it's time to hit the eject button. Now, listen, that's easy for me to say because at the end, I was doing so bad at my job, okay, and I had a few run-ins with a boss that didn't really like me that they kind of were threatening to show me the door if I didn't quit. Like it was like, hey, if you don't quit by tomorrow, we're probably going to fire you. Like that's just a – no one would say that, but, you know, I'm pretty intuitive, and I got the I'm about to get my ass fired uh, vibe from them. So I ejected truthfully and honestly, okay? And I can say this even after making and selling a million dollars of products online, okay, even after having my best year ever, you know, and all the craziness that, you know, going from 40,000 to, you know, five times that easily a year, like even though all of that, I can still say I don't know if I would have jumped. 
had they not kind of pushed me out the door because the misery that we know is better than the unknown right why do you know again i went to medical school for all of 10 seconds i walked by a medical hospital a year ago so i must be a doctor so i'm a complete total fucking idiot what i'm about to say but it's my belief that in some cases, right, people stay in abusive relationships or shitty jobs because, yeah, it sucks. Yes, it's horrible. Yes, I want to bitch about it all the time. But you know what? At least I know what I'm getting myself into. It's like, well, you know, yeah, Rob's a terrible person and he beats on me every Saturday night. But I know what I'm getting into. Who knows if I have to start all over? So I understand it's hard to make that jump. But that's why you build up that part-time income because that gives you some safety and security. It also, by the way, shows that you are a normal human being to your family. You see, when I was like, hey, babe, listen, I want to start my own business, she was like, oh, yeah, that sounds a lot like another family member of mine that's done that seven or eight times, failed horribly, and you know, is basically living with their parents at 60 years of age. And I was like, oh, do we have matching dads? Like, that's crazy. So by doing that, it shows that your family, like, hey, you know that little thing I was doing on the side? Yeah, well, look at all this money it brought in. Look at how much money I've been able to save and pay off the debt. And now I want to go big time. Now I want to do big things. And it's like, well, okay, it's hard to deny. You did start this part-time. You made enough money to pay off a majority of our debts, you know, or, and, or, you know, have six months worth of savings. Sure. Why not? Why not do that? And then you make the leap and then you start going full-time and you use that extra time and that drive and that ambition to keep going. Now, I'm fully aware that sadly, most of the people that listen to this message, it's going to fall on deaf ears because here's the truth. And this is the most frustrating thing about my fucking business, especially the information marketing business. And really, it's not, you know, I say it's my business, but really it's life. Like we're dreamers, right? Going back to the the World Cup thing, we all, you know, at some level dream, like we're going to make it in the finals and we're going to beat Russia, even though Russia probably wasn't even in the World Cup. You know what I'm saying? Like we dreamt about it. We thought it'd be awesome. We thought it'd be great. Man, it'd be awesome if I owned my own business. Man, it'd be awesome if I lost 50 pounds. Man, it'd be awesome if I, you know, had a better relationship or I meditated five minutes a day or I X, Y, Z, whatever, you know, insert ambitious goal there. But we're dreamers. Sadly, majority of people aren't doers. Not because they're lazy. I used to think like, ah, it's because you're a lazy piece of shit who gave up on your dream. And it's not that. They don't want to lose that dream. You see, if I never try to lose the weight, then I can't fail. If I never try to write a book, I can't fail. If I never try to put out an information product, I can't fail. If I never go talk to that girl, she can't shut me down and reject me. I can't fail. I'm going to be in my safety, shitty little fucking bubble here that I fucking hate and loathe every day, but it's comforting and it's secure and it's in my comfort zone. And I'm used to making 30000 What would happen if I made $400,000 in a year? What would happen if I made a million dollars? What would happen if I had to give up some of my friends that were actually not my friends once I discovered Right? What happens if I had to change the way that I worked or the way that I lived or become a better person or find out more about me or dig up some really painful memories from your past and work through them all? What happens? What happens? What happens? Well, most people don't want to unlock that door. So they sit and they wallow in their pile of shit and they just dream. 
They just dream. Well, one day, well, one day. And I really hope that isn't you. Because here's the thing. Whether you win, lose, or draw, I learn something. right? If I go out and I get my butt kicked in poker next week, I learn something to apply and improve the week after that. If I decide in a month or two months or ten months now that poker's not for me, it's okay. You know why? Because I learned a process. I just figured it out at age 33, 4, 5, 34. Let's, uh, 34, do I have 36? 36, 34. We're stuck at 34 because that's how old I am, right? At age 34, I just learned a process and reminded myself of a process that I can use for the rest of my life in anything. See, I gave you poker as an example, but you could put that to internet marketing. Why can't you go out there and buy some stuff, get excited about it, and say, hey, this is my one thing I'm going to do. Then why can't you reach out to someone, an internet marketing guru, or someone that's already achieved that result, pay them some money, interview them, do whatever, get their opinion, and then go out and do it. And then you know what you do? You go back and you say, hey, Tim, listen, man, thanks for that product of yours. That was awesome. Thanks for talking to me on the phone. That was badass. Dude, good news. I did what you said. I got this result. I proved you right there's nothing better than I hear, than I enjoy than hearing my success stories because they validate that person, but who else do they validate? They validate me. They let me know, hey, I am important. Hey, I am king shit. Hey, I do know what I'm talking about. Hey, 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 look at me. Then you go, hey, you know what? I'm going to put out a product about it. I'd love it if you could get on board. Now, they may not guarantee to say yes, but you know what? It's pretty damn hard to say no to someone that makes you look like a fucking superstar right it strokes my ego it strokes their ego it's a win-win feel like one of those like 80s motivational tapes it's a win-win baby listen what you want to do is you want to find win-win situations so go out there and put this fucking fourth of july freedom formula to work to work and by the way i'm going to personally be doing this not with myself my wife because she's like hey i got some time maybe i want to learn a little bit about this facebook thing so i'm going to put her through these same and exact steps and if i can remember after my two drink tim podcast nap occasionally i will try to remind you guys on her progress so there you have it. That's this week's episode of the Two Drink Tim podcast. As always, I enjoy you listening. I appreciate your time and attention. Do me a solid if you listen to this on iTunes. Leave me a review. If you're not, and you can find some place to leave a review or share it on Facebook or whatever, that's awesome. I'm not going to beg for you guys. It's just like this information that I share with you. You get it or you don't. If you get it, welcome to the club. If you don't, piss off and, and go tell the, the real housewives of Atlanta. I say, what up, yo?